Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Another good one. Yes, you're welcome. Today, we are speaking with Jasmine Rice. So Jasmine is a certified transformation life coach. We're going to find out about that. And also an NLP practitioner. But more importantly, we're going to talk about her newly released book called Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce. So lots to dissect here. We're going to get out a little mixing bowl and figure this all out, learn all about her. So with that, welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I'm so excited for you and the book. But before we even, we're going to take our time. We're going to pump our brakes a little. I always start with, tell us about you anywhere you want to start. Great. Well, I think where I should start is my journey becoming a life coach really because Mm. the last three years of my life don't look like what I thought they were going to look at when I was Mm. 43. So I am divorced, uh, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's in the title of my book. I'll talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that, but I went into this career as a life coach not really expecting that's what I would be doing. I graduated college and went into the nonprofit world and I was a nonprofit for about 18 years. And shortly after my divorce, I lost my job very unexpectedly. I was fired. There was a lot of changes and happening in my organization. And I didn't really know what my next direction was going to be. And I did some soul searching, really figuring out what it was that I wanted to do with all of these new changes in my life, a divorce and now a job loss. And I went back to, I loved my degree in psychology. I never went and became a psychologist, but life coaching was very, very instrumental in my divorce. And I wanted to be able to help other people navigating that next chapter of their lives, which kind of led me to to coaching. My divorce was very unexpected after 23 years with my Mm. high school sweetheart. 
We were married for 14. And so again, a lot of transition in my life led me into life coaching. And I, I love it. I love being able to help people set goals and achieve those goals and move into transforming themselves into this next person they're going to be in this chapter of their lives. So, wow. Seems to me, and I don't want to assume, so I'll phrase it into a question, and I don't know what came first and not that it matters because both are life-changing, the end of the relationship and the end of your 18-year career. So two different identities, like just get pulled and you're no longer those things now because now you're going to be either a former something and you have a psychology background, but did you seek out a coach and or perhaps just some therapy, just some, holy shit, what the fuck just happened here? I did my reaction. I'm like, I'm sitting back like, oh, no, no, no. It was all of the above. I just began reading every self-help book out there. I began listening to podcasts on divorce and transition in your lives. I started therapy. I started working with a coach. I was just um, determined to just fill myself with as much information as I could to really digest all of this change that I was going through. And then I would think that again, two huge losses and with a loss, comes the stages of. And did you just delve in just as be like, let me just say, stay so wickedly busy so I don't have to think about my real life? Or were you able to, all right, let me get pissed off now. Let me get sad. Let me. And then did you burn down a little before the phoenix rose from those ashes? Not really, not really. I was in the middle of grief and, you know, as your listeners know, there's there's five different stages of grief Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. bouncing around between all of them when I wouldn't even really say I had gotten through one moving on to the next until something else happened. And in the mix of all of this, losing my job and the divorce, I don't have human children, but I have fur babies and Mm -hmm. They're like my children. So of I had course. a 17-year-old dog and a 19-year-old dog that uh, both in the middle uh, of all of this, oh adding God. additional yeah, grief I, to everything. Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. So for whatever reason, your lesson, and and when you look back, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm just like, what a lesson, lessons that clearly needed to show themselves all at once. <laughs> yes. When it rains, of course. <laughs> so that you could realize that you could do this. You, 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 and you. Yes. But it was huge lessons snowballed. Yes. I would feel like I was taking two steps forward in the recovery process and healing and then five steps back. And, and that is part of the process. And I realized mm-hmm. that I definitely learned a lot in that year. So much happened all in one year, but it was really the the year following that was when the healing began. And I was able to sit with myself and my thoughts and, mm-hmm. and figure out what this next chapter of my life was going to be. Hmm. NLP practitioner. I don't know what that is. Share with me. Yes. Uh, neuro-linguistic programming. Okay. And really what it's doing is it's looking at the unconscious thoughts that we have that sometimes just overtake us that are 
not necessarily positive. And so it's reframing those. There's there's many, many different techniques to it, but some are very specific to reframing your thoughts to be more positive, forward focused. And a lot of it's also looking at things with a different perspective as well, rather than, you know, life happened to me, you know, Mm -hmm. it happened for Mm -hmm. me. Right. And is that also helping perhaps the I don't even want to that the mistruths that perhaps you were told in your foundation years growing up that people said this. So this is why I cook it this way because my mother always did, but I don't know why. And now let's let's try it this way because it tastes even better when you flip the steak on this side or what have you just to reframe something. Yep, absolutely. The way that we look at things, I mean, it starts from a young age, the way that, you know, we're, we grow up and all of that's put into our subconscious and our unconscious. And so it's really taking control of those rather than letting those thoughts control you. So I just want to, I love the title of the book. Number one, create your own life recipe, because that I, I do like to cook. I like to bake. And that tells me it takes many steps. It takes steps. It takes time to enjoy your final product. Where did that title come from? Well, kind of a a fun twist on my name there as my my name is Jasmine Rice. And for those who (laughs) are real, (laughs) it is a type of rice. And as I was reading all the different self-help books and blogs and listening to podcasts on how to really overcome everything, I kind of got frustrated because I felt like the books were contradicting themselves or, you know, this book told me to do one thing when this told me to do another thing. And it was when I realized I could pick and choose the pieces that worked for me, just like a recipe, you know, you might eliminate an ingredient, you might add something that you like, we all kind of season to taste. And so Mm -hmm. that's where the title came from, because there is no one size fits all approach to anything in life. And that includes healing yourself in in grief and overcoming those. So we kind of get a pick and choose. So I have tips and suggestions and thoughts in there, but ultimately it's creating what works best for yourself. So someone who, well, let's not even get there because I still want to get into the whole creation of the book. How long did that take you? And did you always think it would be a book? Was Were you maybe writing a blog? Was it journal posts? Was it just data dumping? What started your process? I started blogging after my divorce then, Mm -hmm. and there was no thought on that that was going to go anywhere beyond just kind of journaling for myself. It was really uh, self-soothing for me to Mm -hmm. just get myself out there. And um, I thought if I can just help one person with my story and my process, and I was getting positive responses from my blog and helping people and it felt good. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take that to the next level. And that's really when my book started happening. So tell us the process. I have, I could probably fill a room with all of, let's say my journals from all of over the years and writings, but how do you Do you just decide today's the day I'm going to start? Let me go with an outline. Do you join a writer's group? What did you do? What was your process? Well, I didn't really know where to start. And so for me, it was just collecting my thoughts. I I think everybody has a different process for everything in life. I mean, again, one, Mm -hmm. you know, 
create your own life recipe. But uh, for me, I did not join a writer's group. I never thought I would be a writer. I never thought I'd be a blogger. But because of the response with my blogs, I decided to tackle this. And that's, I did start with an outline. I said, okay, well, what do I want to talk about? What is the goal of my book? And then I, from there, started breaking it into chapters. And then each one has are kind of their own ingredients. And I liked, I, I always thought years and years ago when I was still married mm. that I might write a book that was called Cooking Jasmine Rice with Jasmine Rice and it would be rice <laughs> recipes. And so again, I, I kind of wanted to stick with that, that recipe type theme. It's so interesting that it's something, not certainly not the way you thought when you were younger saying, oh, this is exactly how I'm going to make my splash in the literary world. Oh, fresh off my divorce. Let me tell you, you know, let me tell you how to do it versus something about perhaps cooking because of the name. And it's, oh my goodness, that's so good. Like not optimum from when you're younger and thinking and dreaming it in, but yet I'm such a believer in you had to have to go through it and, and have those life experiences and lessons and you had a lot of shit thrown at you. You did. But look what you got now. That's exactly. that's crazy. Crazy. I, five years ago, I never thought I would have a book published. And of course, I never thought it was going to be about, you know, transforming yourself after a divorce because I never thought I was going to be divorced. And so life happens, you know, in mysterious ways. And I'm I'm grateful for all the experiences, even though very, very challenging, very, very hard. Mm -hmm. I learned so much. And that's what I want to do in my book is just as help. Um, I want to share that. I want to share my recipe and hopefully just help others. Yeah. And, and I think people really want to know they're not alone, which is I'm sure why your blog, it's your thoughts, it's your experience. And yet the, the response that you said you get is because we're not that special or unique. We, we have the same feelings and someone, you know, some random out there who's also just going through something similar knows exactly the feeling that you're writing on the screen. And that's, that's just the connection that everybody's looking for. That's what I wanted to be because I felt Mm. very alone and isolated Mm -hmm. during my divorce. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a very lonely time, even if you do have a support network and just being able to connect and relate to somebody who's gone through it, even though my situation is different than somebody else's, sure. there's still that connection. Yeah. And it, and, and uh, to your point, not, not only in a divorce, maybe a, uh, a little different, I'm married, what, 37 years. So we've seen in our circle, a few breakups and interesting that, you know, I always say that the friends get split up like the forks and the spoons. It's, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times it, we're in the middle and we don't want to pick sides. We want to remain friends with both. And nine times out of 10, one of the former couple is not having that, like pick a camp and <laughs> that's it. And I just, I, I, again, I have never walked uh, down that path. So it's not unusual that you say that you say that it's, 
I, and I definitely experienced that for sure. And even my family, my, I love them very dearly. They mm-hmm. tried to support me the best they could, but mm-hmm. they also knew my ex-husband from the time. I mean, we were dating when I was 17, so sure. they had grown very close to him as of well. Course. So they didn't really know what to do. So it can, it can be a very isolating time. And sometimes connecting with a stranger who's been through it is, right. it's just all you need. It's, it's just easier. Yes, it's easier because again, they can understand and and know know where you're coming from. What are we going to find in this recipe? Where do we begin? Yes, and so I have 20 different chapters there and the way okay. that I break them down It's not necessarily my journey from when the divorce happened all the way through where I'm at now. It's Mm -hmm. just, I talk about loss. So that's something that is just in general, the losses that I experience and loss can be a a divorce. It can be a death. It can be a job loss. So, you know, Mm -hmm. different types of loss and just that process of going through it all the way through. I talk about self-care. It's very, very important. That's a huge chapter that I I talk about taking care of yourself. And, you know, self-care is, you know, it's a buzzword. I feel like you see on social media and Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you hashtag that and there's someone getting a massage or going to the spa and self-care when you're going through shit in your life can be showering and brushing your teeth and little things like that. Showing up for the day. That's gold star. Absolutely. You put, you put a bra on. Yes. Gold star, <laughs> like double gold star. It's not pajama Absolutely. day all day. It's, and that's an effort. And, and celebrating that and, and congratulating yourself for doing those little mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Uh, because it doesn't have to be big. So that's, that's a huge portion of what I talk about in, in that chapter. And I also talk about boundaries. That's something mm. that, um, you know, as you're going through recovering from, you know, any traumatic event in your life is just, you know, having boundaries and who you want close to you and who you, you know, who is going to be supporting you in a positive way. I talk about relationships, obviously that's a, a piece of it and not just relationships romantically, but also relationships with your friends. You know, mm-hmm. when you're going through something like this, I lost friends. I lost friends that just didn't know how to support me. And yeah. that was hard too. So on top of, you know, all of these other losses, people who just had to back out of my life and realizing that that was okay. And then the most important relationship is the one with yourself. And I talk Mm. quite a bit about that as well. So at the end of each chapter, there are activities to start working on creating your own recipe. So how was, how would you describe your relationship with yourself six years ago, prior to when your identities were in place before things got shifted? I didn't know who I was six years ago. Mm. And I think I thought I did. I, mm. I really do. But I I was 17 years old when I started dating my ex-husband. And so when we grew up together, we kind of became almost one in the same. You know, mm. it was what he liked to do, I liked to do. And um, of course, I had some things that I did on my own, but really we were kind of joined at the hip. So I didn't really know who I was. And right. I, um, I t- actually, I talk about this in the book, but there's a, a scene, um, in, in the movie runaway bride, she's mm-hmm. talking about the way she likes her eggs and mm. she likes her eggs the way that all of the guys she's dating likes their eggs. And 
she realizes at the end how she likes her eggs. And that's where I feel I'm at. I finally know how I like my eggs. <laughs> that is, uh, and, and you had to kind of walk through it to get there. And, and you really didn't know it. Maybe you did, but it was down there. It was kind of it wasn't, it wasn't itching. It wasn't scratching at the door. It wasn't, it was all right it, because you didn't know any better. It's, this is what we did. Yeah. This is my, yeah. absolutely. My sister sent me a, a, a meme, like when I was going through the divorce that mm-hmm. I can appreciate now, but it's, uh, you know, you've been buried, you're in the darkness and really I was planted and I, I really can connect to that now because I, mm have grown so much over these past three years and learned so much about myself. And I feel like, I I don't want to say a better person, but I feel more comfortable in my skin. I think because you, you can recognize yourself. Yes. Mm. So yes, you're right. I I agree with you about the, the self-care buzzword and did you, again, I want to talk then and now because of the whole transformation was life just on autopilot. This is what we did. We, you know, we went to work during the week on weekends. We did this and saw some friends or traveled, but just kind of repeat, repeat, repeat. Yes, absolutely. Again, looking back now, I can Mm. see that. I think when you're in it, you don't necessarily always recognize that. Right. Right. And did you, did you have like five-year goals, like, oh, I can't wait in this time. We're just going to go here or we're going to move. And then we're going to, was it that, or just no one can see me moving my hands. Cause I don't, <laughs> I do, I do this all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I'm Put the sentence together, Stephanie, come on. <laughs> or was it just, again, I don't want to say robotic, but sometimes you just get into that phase and yeah, this is what we're doing. And, and you kind of stop dreaming. Well, I think we had goals initially when we got married, it was, Mm -hmm. we were going to, we had certain career goals we both had Mm -hmm. set, and then it was going to be having children at a certain time. And Mm -hmm. my ex-husband is he's a workaholic. I think he mm-hmm. would even I, you know, admit that. But so our life went into a direction that wasn't really following that plan. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. have kids at a certain time and then kids were kind of coming off the table and we weren't going to. So we kind of went from vacation to vacation. So, you know, when's the next vacation that we can plan? Mm-hmm. Cause that's when mm-hmm. we would actually get to spend time together. Cause our lives kind of grew apart. You know, he was very right. busy with work. I was busy with work. So those right. goals just kind of just became really just living day to day. Right. And almost, you know, I don't want to say roommate-ish, but it's mm-hmm. just, oh yeah. Oh, hi. How are you over, you know, a cup of coffee and have a good day and see you again later. If you're, if you're here, you know? exactly. yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it's easy to get disconnected. And then did you think everything was fine? again, yeah, when I'm in it, Mm -hmm. I did. And Mm -hmm. uh, I thought everything was. And after the divorce happened and I began healing, I was able to look back and see that really it was years that we were kind of, you know, growing apart or things were 
were not the way that a, a marriage should be. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it when I was in it. I didn't. And, you know, even the people who were in my life, no one was saying that we looked unhappy or that we just kind of always thought we were, you know, we were that couple that was going to stay together forever. And now again, being removed from it, I can see where things should have been different. I think everybody honestly goes into the seriousness of marriage of, yeah, okay. Hope, you know, one and done, this is it. This is yeah the whole, and especially as women, we want the forever we want, we want, but then people are people mm-hmm. and we forget that part and people grow and evolve at different stages and at different ways. And when, when a relationship serves its purpose, it serves its purpose. And, and, you know, you need that experience, you need what you learned there, but then it kind of breaks away. And for you to then go on to the bigger and I want to say the bigger and better, but it is for the next, for your next growth spurt at this point in your life. And I a hundred percent agree with that now. And if someone would have told me that, mm-hmm. like right when I got separated, I would have wanted to punch them in the face. Correct. Correct. I would have said, no, this is supposed to be. I would have, I would have, yeah, punched them in the throat and kicked them in the balls. I would have, <laughs> yes. I absolutely, you don't want to hear that shit. You, you know, you're right. You're broken at that point. Yes. You're, you know, your heart is broken. You're, you're broken, probably emotionally. You don't want to hear that. You, no. cause you've got to figure it out. So I'm sure that's where perhaps, you learned the importance of boundaries. And the funny thing about people and loss, and again, it doesn't have to, it's it's either the loss of an identity, and you had two identity losses, and or the loss of someone passing, people don't know what to say. They don't. And they say sometimes the stupidest thing, the most insensitive thing. When in fact, like the easiest thing you could probably say is, you know, I'm here for you instead yes. of asking something of that person, like, Hey, how you doing today? Well, I don't know. My life's in the shitter. And, uh, I don't know if I'm going to brush my teeth today, but how about you? So yes. it's, it, but they feel they have to say something and you don't, right. You absolutely hear- don't. Either I'm sorry if someone's like, I'm mm. going through a divorce, like either, mm. either I'm sorry or, oh, you're better off. And those are two things I didn't want to hear. I wanted to hear exactly what you said. You know, I'm here for you. If you need anything, I'm here to listen, you know, just right. that's all I needed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Without, because again, the last thing I'm sure you needed to do was answer a question. Well, mm-hmm. what, what do you need? Mm-hmm. I don't know the answers. How's that? How am I, <laughs> you know, a whole new life. You got a job for me to, what do I need? You have no idea yet. Right. And I sometimes didn't even know. Right. No, you, you were still, you were still finding out. So sometimes I I find that so interesting. And, and again, some of our friends either who have divorced and, and unfortunately we lost a very good friend of ours, like two and a half years ago, but I knew not to, you know, she, she doesn't need to answer a question. Mm -hmm. Just I'm here. Here's a box of tissues. We can do that. I'm here. You need water. I'll get it for you. I'll just be here. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, on their terms, when they're ready, then you're going to just listen. I, yeah, I, I have no advice because it's never happened to me. I haven't, I haven't walked in your shoes. I don't know. All I know is you're hurting. And, and even if you have people. been through it, it's, mm. 
uh, again, we all have our own experiences and people get divorced for different reasons and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, lose their jobs for different reasons. And so I think just offering to be there and is the best thing. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So I'm in my recipe and uh, I've got my self-help and my self-care and what else am I adding to this or have the choice to add because I'm not sure if I'm going to use walnuts or pecans. So what are our choices? That's right. I talk about exercise health. I talk a lot about health Mm. in this because it is an important part of, of, of just life in general, but I think that the way that many people approach that is you need to make sure that you're eating healthy and exercising when you're going through hard times, this makes you feel better. Sure. That sounds great in theory, but maybe all you can do that day is just do a little stretching and take a walk around the block. That's okay too. So when I talk about this, I think my approach is a little different rather than saying that you need to make sure you get into a workout routine and that you're mm-hmm. eating kale and mm-hmm. salads all day long, just in finding balance. I mean, and giving yourself grace, if you know, you're, you're trying to eat healthy because you know, you're going to feel better, but also comfort food is a real thing when you're going through hard times. So just trying to find some balance in that too. I felt like that was something that was pushed on me a lot was making sure that I was, you know, being healthy and drinking enough water and all of these things, which are important. We need to do them, but yeah. giving yourself grace, if you're, if you're needing to just eat some potato chips that day <laughs> or right. Or the, you know, the spoon in the ice cream container mm-hmm. and that's, yep. and that's fine because it's not as though that's what you're eating all week long. Sometimes you need a little, okay, I've had a couple of spoonfuls. I'm good now. Let me get past this. And, and cause I'll say grief has no timetable. So finish with the recipe. And then I want to talk about time. Go ahead. Uh, Let's see. I also talk about, there's a chapter on fast forwarding, fast forwarding Mm -hmm. through the shit in our lives to get to the good Mm -hmm. stuff. We want to do that. Nobody wants to sit in the pain and feel it, but being aware of what you're learning while you're in that is going to help you. I remember the movie click with Adam Sandler and he Mm -hmm. was fast forwarding through all of the fights with his wife. And then he gets to the end and he forgets, he realizes he missed out on all the good stuff too. And so, and that's true. I mean, I know we don't want to sit in pain. Nobody wants to have to feel that, but trying to recognize what you're learning while you're in it is important to get through that tunnel to the next side too. So, and in the end, I do talk about the fact that these are some recommendations, but you also, again, can pick and choose. I do mm-hmm. have a very small section in there on NLP and the mindset. And so mm-hmm. shifting that mindset from that negative thought and, and mine was constantly, I'm never going to be happy again. I'm never going to be happy again over and over in my head and mm-hmm. shifting that. So that thought didn't take power and didn't have power over, you know, basically ruining my entire day. So a very, very small portion of the, the NLP, I just, I threw that in there so people could have a taste of that. So with your thought, when you say that, and as you then shift it, was it a lot of, I'm deserving of, I'm just, I deserve to be happy. I am lovable. You know, one person out of, I don't know, how many are we on this earth decided "Ah, he didn't love me anymore. Okay. I, I think I have many more to choose from. Oh, I wish I would have thought that early on. But yes. <laughs> so some of the the techniques in NLP dissociation was one that really helps with 
uh, recurring negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. I offer a free webinar where I walk people through doing an activity on that. And that is really, you can't just eliminate a thought. It's not going to go away, right. but it's, right. it's there sure that it's losing some of that power. And mm-hmm. that's one of those techniques I walk people through. And, and you know, the, it takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. If you think you can do really anything and see results immediately, that's not the way it works. So same with NLP and shifting your mindset, you have to be willing to put in the work to do that. And I was, and I saw those results, which really have helped me when I've experienced other, you know, challenging things that have popped up in these last three years. And I've talked to um, a lot of coaches on this show. And what I find a common thread is usually they were coached, had success, liked the transformation, and knew that if wanted to share it because everyone should get everyone should feel this way. Same? Because <laughs> I can Same. see from your smile. Same. <laughs> yes. which, which only makes sense. I was familiar with Tony Robbins years Mm -hmm. and years ago. And, you know, I thought what he did was really cool, especially with my background in psychology. But when I was going through my divorce, after I was working with the therapist, I added in the coach, he worked with me with NLP and I, I was familiar with NLP, but Mm -hmm. yes, I, I felt it was very helpful, very successful. And yeah, then I wanted to be able to offer what I've learned and experienced to others. It's, it's not uncommon. And thank God, because there are coaches abound for, you know, there's a, a lid for every pot out there and we all need it. We all, why go through life on your own thinking you have to have all the answers versus learning from someone I a little agree. easier. <laughs> I, I think that there are many times when uh, people think that they kind of have to do things on their own mm-hmm. and, oh, mm-hmm. I, I need to make this through on my own. I even got to that point uh, when I was going through my divorce and I realized I, I didn't. You know, of course, I felt proud of when I could do certain things. I've, I'm a marathon runner, so no one makes my legs move. You know, when I run across the finish line, I did that for myself and I feel proud. But when you're going through a challenging thing in your life, you don't have to do it alone. You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there are people out there to, to help you and support you. Right. Lighten that load and and also probably infuse you with some new ideas that you don't have to keep running into the brick wall. Oh, over to the right is a door. Try that one because that might be a little easier route, that, but you never saw that. Yep. Yeah. I know I had to hit that brick wall a couple of times and I what, wish what, I would- Ah, We all do. We all do. The scabs heal. It's fine. It's fine for sure. The journey of writing the book, quite a story to tell. And you actually now have a book, have it published, just released this month. Oh my goodness. Exciting. Yes. How, so how long, let's, let's talk just time-wise, like from you said you started with an outline and then did you at that point say, all right, I'm going to work on this two hours a day. This is what I'm focused on now. Let me fill it in, you know, on the weekends I'll type 500. And is it a time thing versus type 500 words? I know authors work at different measures. So what was yours? Oh, and this is, I think not 
it's not me being traditional in the way I am mm-hmm. in life. I'm a very planned person. Um, mm-hmm. When I had my, you know, my corporate job in the nonprofit world, it was very, very planned. And so this, I would squeeze in because I was mm-hmm. also trying to start a business, a coaching mm-hmm. business, and mm-hmm. create courses and have clients. So I would just work on it when I could. And that would be, you know, sometimes in the evening, sometimes on weekends. And then I'd put it on the back burner thinking that, you know, I'm never really going to publish a book. Nobody really, you know, I, I didn't never think I was going to get there. And I had just, you know, about four months ago, I was like, no, I need to finish this book. I had mm. many chapters, like just partially written. And mm-hmm. so I went to the mountains. I had no cell phone signal. I had no internet. And I was there for three days and just wrote all day long. And I almost wow. got it done at that point. And it was just so important for me to get this out there. And I, um, so it was really four months ago when I kind of finalized things. And then from there, you have to work with editor, you have to work with proofreaders, you have to work with cover design. So there's a lot that goes into it after that, but I'm so glad I did it. I, I would never, I'm not one of those people that would say, Oh, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't do it. Cause I'm, I'm very proud of it. I, even if it helps one person, I'm happy to get that out there. I think it's an amazing accomplishment. And I love the fact that you almost the switch went off when you said, no, I'm going to do this and Mm -hmm. went somewhere very specific that something tells me you weren't distracted. Something tells me you said, oh, no, I don't want to write right now. Oh, look at the birds outside. Let me go. Let me go take a walk around the creek. I'm sure you sat and just typed it, just put it out there. I like so, um, so in line, so in yes. the flow. So mm. when I was here home, I would work on it. But I, as you said, I'd get distracted. I'd have to take my dog out to go potty. Mm. I would have mm. to, you know, check, oh, my email would go off or, you know, course, and I, yeah. I would get distracted. Mm-hmm. And that just allowed me to, I love the nature. So I love to be mm-hmm. in the mountains and I could, I had a view out my window. It was beautiful. And I wrote and it was great. Wow. And in uh, three days of the meat, more probably the bulk, the meat and potatoes, let's tie this all up. Let's make sure this all makes sense. You could have, you know, five or six chapters, maybe a few paragraphs here or there, but you tightened it up and here we are. Yes, here we are. And here we are. So where are we going to find the book? If you visit my website, which is good things are going to come, there's a link right there on the main page that will take you to where you can purchase it on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble. But the easiest way is if you just visit my website and you'll find it right there. So the name of the website, I love the title, good things are going to come. Yes. Good things are going to come. Love, love. What am I going to find on the website? So you're going to find information on how you can work with me uh, one-on-one. And I also have a boot camp. That's a three-hour intensive boot camp. We go into a lot of those NLP techniques, but I do also offer a free webinar that you can take to learn my style to see if we would work well together and kind of see what my coaching style looks like. And then my free blog, I post a free blog once a week, every Wednesday, and um, they are probably about a three to five minute read and you can find all of that on there as well. Wow. It sounds so good. 
I can't wait. I can't wait. I got to order this book and read all about the recipe. What I'm glad is, and I don't know if anyone else, I'm sure. So because the name, because you have the word divorce in the title of the book, and I'm sure there's more in you as you're producing a weekly blog, there's more writing in you. And you said before you liked it. So there'll be other titles, but I love that it just, it it recognizes just a portion of your life and what the name of your website is. Good thing. Yeah. Like it's, it's perfect. Works together. Yes. Yes. And divorce is in the title, but because I also had, you know, I had gone through the job loss during this Mm -hmm. time, really it can be applied to any transition that you're facing. Yeah, no, uh, a loss is, and and it's, again, the loss of identity and or let's say identity in a whole. In the beginning, why I ask people, you know, to kind of tell us uh, about you. And I love listening to how people describe themselves. So like, I am like, oh, like me, uh, I don't know. I don't lead with, oh, I'm an HR director. You'll be talking to me maybe for an hour and, and until you say, Oh, you know, what else do you do? Then I'd mention it. But I always like, no, I always try to go in order. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a cousin. You know, then I was a wife. Then I was a mother. My daughter just got married uh, in September. So in one day, I went from the mother of the bride to, at the end of the day, a mother-in-law. Like it's, they're just titles. Nothing changed. I didn't change. The name on the back of the robe changed. That's that's all that. that is. And and that's how quickly we can transition when we're not stuck on, oh, well, that's what I am. Hmm, right. No, you're not that yet. That's what you maybe do for a living. Maybe that's what you, but you're still, that is when, when it all strips away, you know, and, and again, you went from, I'm sure in management at your position. And then as I was a wife and okay, so now um, I'm single and rewriting my story. And now I'm an author. God damn it. Now look at yes. me. <laughs> yes. It's great. And a coach. And a, and a, and a, so, you know, and there's probably more to come. It's yeah. it, some things fall by the wayside. The lesson was learned. Thank you. Check. Move Mm -hmm. on. Move on to learn something else. Grab that next flag that's like waiting for you. I'm learning to really appreciate the present because I don't know what the future holds. None of us do. And if we have it planned out, it's not going to go that way. It's just not. So enjoying the present as much as I can. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. And and yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. And again, you also mentioned earlier that you got quiet with yourself. Now we're an overstimulated society. We, the phone, as you said, with the phone and the distractions and what, you know, what's everybody doing? What are we missing out on to sit quietly, quiet? Nobody's talking. You're not hearing anything. Okay. Now we're in, now we're in the head. That's where some reframing, I'm sure, would would definitely come in handy. But it's good just to even recognize what the chatter is, what that internal chatter is, and like who's coming out talking to be like, "Eh, all right, let's work on that one. That one I could show the door to and 
close <laughs> it behind them and and then change it around a little. Yeah. Absolutely. But the present is it's what we got. That's all we have. That's right. So I thank you so much, Jasmine. This has been um really, really fun and really educational. And I know this book will be a wildly successful venture and the start of many. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure being here. So again, let's go over some social uh, handles. The website is, uh, say it one more time, and it'll go in show notes and we'll have links, but I just like reminding everybody where they're going to find you. Sure. Well, goodthingsaregonnacome.com and all of my social media links can be found on my website. Easiest way to find me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the name of the book that everybody's going to go in order is? Create Your Own Life Recipe After Divorce. Jasmine Rice, thank you so much again. I appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. You know, holidays are coming, and this is just a little bit of a tidbit. It's a gift. And again, you're welcome. Treat yourself. We all need the time before you get on that crazy ride and with holidays and expectation and all that other crap. Stay in the present stay here. This is what we have. Look through the holidays. It's great if you can just kind of readjust and take a a little step back and look at the holidays like through the eyes of a kid, through the eyes of a child, because they see what it's supposed to be. Not all all the stuff that we make it out to. So stay in your lane. Don't look to accelerate. Nobody needs to get crazy. We're here. That's all that matters. So until next time, oh, sorry. Uh, Thank you for listening. Please, you can always hear us uh, anywhere you listen to your pods, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, website, joyfoundhere.com. Love to hear the comments. I really appreciate all the reviews that you guys are leaving. It's uh, it's nice to know uh, we're having a blast and I'm so glad you're enjoying it. So yeah, stay in your lane. No need to pass. We got now. We have today. Enjoy it. Until next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.